the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, congratulations to Colin Kaepernick. He's apparently called the shots at Nike now. I'm sure you've heard by now that Nike had a shoe coming out uh, for Independence Day that had a flag on it. American flag, which of course is a problem for Colin. The reason apparently that this flag is a problem for him is that it's the Betsy Ross flag. You know, the original one, the one that was used from, I believe, 1777 until 1797. Well, Colin decided that for some reason that flag is associated with, uh, what else? Slavery. I haven't seen if he explained uh, how that flag triggers him more than the one that he said he wasn't disrespecting when he decided to kneel during the national anthem. Um, but uh, Colin let the boss at Nike know that the flag triggered him, and the boss pulled the shoes off the market. So uh, Nike has decided that two days before Independence Day, 4th of July, an American flag is not appropriate on the shoes that they wanted to put out. What's next? Well, that's been, you know, who knows? We've been asking that question here uh, quite a bit. I came across a really good piece at the Federalist today, uh, and this was not related to the Kaepernick story, but it's a story, uh, it's a piece about why we need to preserve monuments to people like Washington and Jefferson. It's by Dennis Weissman. It's really good. We've talked about this a lot here. Uh, he makes some great points, but re- what really jumped out at me was a link to a story in the New York Times. The story was written on December 28th. That would be December 28th, 1860. That's 1860. And I and I want to read you a little quote from it. No, it's not a little quote. It's quite a long, kind of long. But uh, here it is. Uh, While I was at the hotel today, an elderly gentleman called upon me to know whether I was really in favor of producing a perfect equality between the Negroes and white people. While I had not proposed to myself on this occasion to say much on that subject, yet as the question was asked me, I thought I would occupy perhaps five minutes in saying something in regard to it. I will say then that I am not nor ever have been in favor of bringing about in any way the social and political equality of the black and white races, that I am not nor ever have been in favor of making voters or jurors of Negroes, nor of qualifying them hold office, nor to intermarry with white people. And I will say, in addition to this, that there is a physical difference between the white and black races, which I believe will forever forbid the two races living together on terms of social and political equality. And inasmuch as they cannot so live, while they do remain together, there must be the position of superior and inferior. And I, as much as any other man, uh, am in favor of having the superior position assigned to the white race. Then he goes on to say, and now my opinion is that the different states have the power to make a Negro a citizen under the Constitution of the United States if they choose. The Dred Scott decision decides that they have not that power. If the state of Illinois had that power, I should be opposed to the exercise of it. And that is all I have to say about it. That is from Abraham Lincoln in 1860, a few years before he you know, came up with the Emancipation uh, Proclamation. Pretty big statue of Abraham Lincoln in Washington, D.C. Do you want to cover that one up? Um, How about, uh, do you think Colin Kaepernick ever drove around in a Lincoln automobile? Think he's ever been to Lincoln, Nebraska? Think he's ever uh, handed out a $5 bill? This is not justifying what Abraham Lincoln said. It's just when when you are, if you you cannot judge uh, people who lived 200 years ago, or 150 years ago, uh, by today's standards. And this is, the, this is the world that Abraham Lincoln was born into. Now, he eventually, as everybody knows, you know what he did a few years later. He was the president of the United States, and it was a civil war. And, you know, I think everybody knows that story. But if you were going to start holding things against people 
uh, who people who have been revered and people who are appointed to as tremendous role models, great leaders, because of some because they aren't or weren't perfect, you're going to eliminate a lot of people. And if you're going to eliminate Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, you're going to have to eliminate Abraham Lincoln. I don't know. You think they will? I doubt it. Well, when we come back, we are going to talk uh, to Council Ned II. He's at the Project 21, the Black Leadership Network, about Colin Kaepernick, the flag, and all this stuff. Stick around. You're a grand old flag. You're a weeks ago, we had Rocky Blyer here to talk about his work with Miracle League in Moon Township. Fields for athletes with special needs. Jim Leland, the Pirates' former manager, is also involved in that project. Jim, thanks for being here. Great to be here, John. Great to talk to you. Tell me about the Miracle League of Moon Township. It's just a great thing for these kids, and it's a wonderful opportunity for people to participate. Some people are a little less fortunate than others, and I think it's just a great opportunity for people to volunteer and to help out and put a smile on somebody's face. I've seen the field that they put out in Upper St. Clair. It's amazing. Oh, it's unbelievable, the way they construct these things, they have the ramps and everything for the kids. It takes a little stress off the parents. I think it's what Pittsburgh's all about. It's just a great thing. It'll serve Montour, West Allegheny, Moon, Sewickley, Weirton, Steubenville, Beaver County, and surrounding communities. So approximately 100 to 200 children will be eligible to participate, and it'll also serve adults with special needs. So it's a great cause. And if you'd like to see how you can help, maybe donate some money, check it out at miraclesinmoon.org. Miraclesinmoon.org. We'll be right back. Recent storms have done a number of on Pittsburgh homes and businesses. This is John Steigerwald. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsrspittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Summer is here, and so are the bugs and other pests. Don't let your home or business be overrun this season with unwanted intruders. Forget about throwing your money away on those harmful toxic chemicals. This season, plug in pest free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug In Pest Free. This summer, turn your house wiring into a hostile environment for rodents and other unwanted pests, effectively driving them out the safe, humane way without the use of toxic chemicals. Designed to last for years, it will save you a ton of money. Our bestseller, the Plug-In Pest-Free Pro, covers up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. The Pro comes with a 20% discount when you use promo code SAVE20. That's promo code SAVE20 for 20% off. Order yours online today at gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Are you overwhelmed, unable to think clearly or sleep well at night? Or just trudging through each day but not really enjoying your life? I'm a counselor with Faithful Counseling. And that feeling of distress can sometimes be because you're wrestling with a problem that seems too big or too impossible to overcome. Other times, people are consumed by a past hurt. I'm part of a network of Christian counselors, fellow believers, trusted therapists who share your faith. We want to give you a free week so you can try us out. You can begin a conversation with one of us by text or phone, even video conferencing today. Are you ready to shake this off and begin enjoying your life? If it's not for you, cancel during your first week and you'll not pay a dime. Go to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. It's time to talk to someone who can help. Go now to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. It's so easy to get started and your first week is free. Go now to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. 
Well, we told you at the top of the show about Nike's decision to cancel the release of shoes with the uh, Betsy Ross American flag on them at the request of Colin Kaepernick. He says that uh, the flag carries connotations of slavery, which seems like a stretch, but that's what he says. Let's ask Council Ned. He's co-chairman of Project 21, Black Leadership Network, and we should say Bishop uh, Council Ned of St. Albans Church in Pine Grove Mills, Pennsylvania. Should I call you Bishop or Council? You can call me Council. That'd be great. (laughs) All right. Thanks for being here, Council. No, thanks for having me on. So, just your reaction, just in general, to the news today. What What did you think when you saw this story today? I thought the thing was insane. So, you've got Colin Kaepernick, who, for whatever reason, was giving mil- given millions of dollars by Nike. And how does Colin Kaepernick return the favor to Nike? They release a patriotic shoe, and he voices some objection. They kowtow to him, and they're losing millions of dollars. These shoes are already in production. They were scheduled to be released. Um, so all the production costs are lost. All the sales are lost. And, and is that how you repay your friends, I guess, if Colin Kaepernick is, in fact, one of your friends? But the other problem I have is, is that who does Nike think they are? Um, you know, they're going to release a patriotic shoe, and then they're going to kowtow and say, well, you know, we're not going to release it because it's offensive. You know, it's the Bessie Ross flag. How inoffensive can you get? How um, integral to the core of who we are as an American people to have a Bessie Ross flag on a shoe? I mean, that doesn't happen very often um, that people um, put out these sort of patriotic things, especially a company like Nike, and then they're going to pull it away at the last minute. The, pro- the, the big problem I have here is that I'm glad I'm not a Nike shareholder. I'll start with that because they've essentially alienated half of the population of the United States, um, probably more than that. You know, there's people who shed blood for this country um, on a daily basis. There's military, there's law enforcement, and just lots of hardworking Americans who are proud to be an American. And Nike says, you know what? We don't care what you think. Yeah, and, um, you know, what's interesting, though, uh, Council, is that – Back when uh, several months ago, when Nike decided to make um, Kaepernick the face of their their um, their program, their um, marketing ploy, uh, they um, uh, the everybody thought that they were going to go in a tank and, and and sales would go down, but they ended up uh, going up because Nike. I we had this guest on the show, and I can't remember who it was, but he he, he made the point that. Nike uh, looked at it as a marketing uh, strategy that actually markets directly to the people that they think they appeal to, um, meaning urban, black, uh, uh, and 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 international. And it, apparently, they don't think it's going to curse them that much. And I, I would guess it's the same situation here. Well, I think uh, Nike's going to find out. So when when the first Colin Kaepernick and Nike thing happened. <laughs> You know, I was upset by it, but I wasn't going to throw away my Nikes. I wasn't going to vow to ever buy Nikes ever again. I wasn't going to make that promise. But, you know, I think this has gone too far because at this point I said, you know what? I'm done with Nike personally. Um, you know, I'm not planning to buy any more Nike shoes in the near or distant future if they continue on this trajectory. And I think a lot of people will do that exact same thing. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I don't normally react to things like that uh, where I, if, I, if there's a product I like, I don't get all wrapped up in the political uh, aspects of it, and I, I don't let that really influence me too often. But I'm thinking now that I may not buy another uh, pair of Nike shoes either. And on another, yeah. on another subject, uh, I, I won't even get into it, but I don't have time to do it today. But I ain't buying any Oreos for a while either. I don't know if you've seen that story, but that's a different story. No, I've missed that one. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Uh, Oreos has come out with a woke uh, version of the cookie which uh, is oh, encouraging people to use, you know, 77 different uh, pronouns. So, uh, you know, I, okay. I, that's 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 another story. Anyway, uh, Emery McClendon. Well, my doctor says I don't need to eat so many Oreos anymore. That's right. Um, you know, since I've turned 50. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I can live with that. Well, uh, Google that, uh, Oreos uh, new cookie, and you'll, you'll find it. Okay. Uh, Emery McClendon uh, of Project 21 said in release today that most Americans disagree with Kaepernick's position against saluting and honoring our national symbol. Do you think that most black Americans disagree with, with uh, Emery uh, and, uh, and agree with Kaepernick? 
I, I don't think that most Americans agree with Kaepernick. I, I just don't believe that. And certainly not. I don't think most black Americans. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of black Americans just like Nike shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Period. Lots um, of Americans like you know, Nike again, shoes. Like, Pretty successful right. brand, yeah. Well, exactly. Um, but again, you know, there's lots of people in the black population um, who, you know, have served this country in various capacities, whether it's in the military or in law enforcement, or who were just simply raised with traditional American values, mm-hmm. like I was, right. um, who find this whole thing offensive. Yeah, um, but does if you, as a white guy, sitting over here, mm-hmm. uh, talking to a black guy, and, and you know, I, I always say, I hate this, like, when I talk to um, a black person about subjects like this, expect the black person to speak for all black people on in America, right. just as I don't speak for all white people. But sometimes, uh-huh. you know, you, you, you get into that. And so uh, I'm just wondering if there is a, uh, among black people, is there a pressure from the media, peer pressure, to elevate someone like Colin Kaepernick? Well, as a black guy talking to a white guy, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I would say yes. There, There is, I think, some pressure. Um, because, you know, what you hear on most of the news channels um, ag- across this country, you know, they're echoing this sort of thing, and actually they're sort of propping it up and maybe even leading the way. And if, you know, that's all you hear on media and then that's what you're hearing from your peers and yeah sure hey why not go along yeah and but so is colin kaepernick is he would you consider him a hero not you personally but among uh especially young black guys well i you know i'm 50 years old Mm -hmm. i have no real insights into young people at all (laughs) in all honesty um, you know, short of my grandkids. Yeah. Um, but so, so I don't honestly know, like I'm not hip. I'm not cool anymore. Uh, I, I really don't know, but I think it's a lack of hearing any other messages and it's just easier to go along mm-hmm. than to, you know, than to be the raised nail and get knocked down. And just in general, do you think that there's been too, uh, I mean, we had the reparations hearings not too long ago. Um, there seems to be so much of that. Uh, you have Kamala Harris uh, going after Joe Biden for something he said 40 years ago and uh, and being against busing. Is there just uh, it, where is that coming from and how do you overcome that? And what's the effect, do you think, on uh, on uh, on blacks when it comes to voting? Well, that's a, that's an interesting topic to me, um, you know, because there are lots of people, obviously, on the Democratic field, 20-something people on the Democratic side, and they're mm-hmm. all trying to buy for a position, try to buy for a place, one, to stand out, two, put themselves in a position to beat Biden in the primary. So there's all sorts of nonsense coming out of the mouths of a lot of people right. at this point. And uh, but. What did, what was your reaction when you saw Kamala Harris being called the the big winner and and uh, said that she hit a home run when she went after Biden on that subject? Well, I, I guess again it's a big field, uh-huh. and you know somebody has to win. If you got a large field, um, again somebody has to win, and it seemed like, for lack of a better term, she was the winner. Um, you know, so I guess I'll give her that. Um, you know, I thought she was the most interesting and probably most more compelling out of the entire group but at this point i think it's an anti-distinction he won the first debate um we're you know we're a long ways out from the primary so yeah in general is it it fair to go after uh, joe biden for um having for 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 saying that he um had to work with segregationists and was able to get along with them and um, do some good things not related to obviously segregation. Was it unfair to attack him on that? I think it's not unfair to attack Joe Biden on anything. <laughs> well, yeah, he well, spent that's... his entire <laughs> life in the public sphere in the United States Senate, um, being and wrong. then as vice president. Um, but you know, he's got a lot of stuff out there that he's going to have to defend. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if he can maneuver his way and defend all of his positions and still get elected, you know, great. Um, he'll get crushed in the in the general election. Yeah, and uh, I, what about what about the emphasis lately on reparations? Is that a winner in, uh, uh, for um, 
Is it, is it just pure pandering? And is it is it is it going to get votes? It's pure pandering. Um, I don't know that the House leadership will allow something like that to go through because they're going to have to defend that in the in the general elections right. that follow. So you know, I, I think it's probably you know them posing for holy pictures right now, but there's no actual um, legs behind it that's going to get this one. Um, passed in the House, passed in the Senate, and signed by the President, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, and I always, I wonder when you when, when you see someone really pushing this, to me it's, it's really kind of cynical because I don't think that even the most rabid uh, supporters of that, I'm talking about reparations, really believe right. that there's that it's possible to even i mean to just the the logistics of it that, it, that i don't think any of them really think it's going to happen no no there, there's logistically there's no way to actually sort of make this happen effectively or fairly and i think everybody knows that it just sounds good on the campaign stump in certain segments of the population and we're talking to uh, Council Ned. He's co-chairman of Project 21 and Black Leadership Network. I, I came across something today, and I want to run it by you uh, just to get your reaction to it. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about um, covering up statues, and it you know, it's kind of ties in with what Kaepernick said about the shoes and all that. Uh, and there was a piece today on the um, uh, at the Federalist about why we need we need to keep monuments to Washington and Jefferson more than ever, and it's a really good piece. But though, I, I found a really stunning um, thing in there. He, this guy who wrote this linked to a uh, story, believe it or not, from the New York Times from December 28, 1860. And it quoted yeah. Abraham Lincoln, a long quote from Abraham Lincoln, about how he did not believe that Negroes should ever be... Um, he, he, was, he was defending himself from the criticism that he was in favor of Negroes being allowed to vote, Negroes being allowed to uh, serve on juries, and he was defending himself, saying, I never said that, and I don't believe that. The reason I bring this up is because it was stunning to me, but uh, this this is a case of, of you know someone who was reacting to his environment and the world he lived in, and, and, okay. and so should he be, should, you know, should we start covering the Lincoln Memorial up? Uh, or, or demanding that you know we we don't we don't uh, revere him anymore. Yeah, I missed part of what you said. We cut out for a second, but um, essentially, uh, no, we should not be doing that. You know, the fact is that's not who we are as a people. Uh, you know, we learn from our history and we move on from there. You know, tearing down statues, statues and monuments and those sorts of things—that's not what we in the West, what Americans do. That's what happens in Soviet-era um, communist countries or in the Middle East, um, where they're quick to forget their history and start rewriting a, a, a new future and a new history um, based on falsehoods. Uh, we need those reminders here, and they're nice reminders. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not who we are as a people. We don't tear down monuments to former heroes just because they're not in vogue anymore. Well, this guy made a good point. He talked about Germany, and he said the, the concentration camps are still there. Auschwitz is still there because they want it to be there. They want it to well, be we remembered. Need those, we need those reminders. We need those reminders of, you know, bad, tragic, historic events in our history so that we don't repeat the bad. Well, con- people, uh, you know, people forget. Yeah. Oh, oh Council uh, Ned, I really appreciate you being on. And what kind of shoes are you going to be wearing from now on? <laughs> um, probably Under Armour. <laughs> I'm going with Adidas. I got a good pair of Adidas on right now, but uh, I'm gonna be, it's going to be <laughs> nice. a while. I buy some Nikes. I appreciate it. All right, thanks so much for having me on. All right, thank you. And that's uh, that's Council Ned. He's the uh, co-chairman of Project 21 Black Leadership Network. That's a, a, a organization of Black conservatives. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, remember the remember the kid in, uh, from Covington High School and the lawsuit. Uh, Some interesting news about that. We're going to talk about that when we come back, where that stands and what his chances are of getting lots of money. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Arizona is withdrawing its offer of incentives for Nike to build a manufacturing plant in the state. 
after the company dropped plans to release a sneaker with a Betsy Ross flag on it. Governor Doug Ducey ordering the state's Commerce Authority to withdraw incentives for a $185 million plant after Nike bowed to pressure from former quarterback Colin Kaepernick not to sell a version of the Air Max One shoe featuring a U.S. flag with 13 stars. The Wall Street Journal reporting Kaepernick was concerned over the flag's connection to an era of slavery. Ducey accusing Nike of bowing to an onslaught of what he calls political correctness. Correspondent Wally Hines reporting. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 69 points to 26,786. The Nasdaq rose 18. The S&P 500 up by 9. Crude oil down 284 to 56.25 a barrel. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551, 800-607-3551, or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Jay Sekula believes Mueller's testimony could backfire. Bob Mueller stated that his report was his testimony. Thus, his testimony is going to be his report. Now, I think this is going to backfire on them. And I've said this because the hearing will provide a forum where the rest of the story, uh, as far as how this whole thing started, may have to come out. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, at AM 1250. The Answer. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Here is your new Pella Lifestyle window when open. Here it is. Closed. The new Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door for sound control, energy efficiency, and value. Keep the outside noise outside. More peace and better rest for your family. Exceptional noise control for a quieter home. For a limited time, get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA. PellaPittsburgh.com. Community Bank. City Mission. Number one Cochrane. Highmark Stadium. Peters Township Community Center, Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for business. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Warning. Sharks sighted in water. Warning signs are handy, but you may not always get one when it comes to your identity or the personal information on your devices. Good thing LifeLock includes Norton security for more detection and more protection. No one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock looks out for identity threats like your info for sale on the dark web, and Norton security protects against online threats like ransomware. Join at LifeLock.com and use promo code SMART to get 10% off your first year. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. There's a big tie-up on northbound 79. It's jammed up 519 up to South Point Boulevard. That because of an accident. And we've got an accident cleared, though, from the Parkway West. And the inbound side at Montour Run Road, still seeing some delays approaching it. Also busy on the outbound side of the Parkway West. Between Parkway Center Drive and Green Tree, Parkway East slows down outbound between Bates Street and the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Warm and muggy tonight. We'll have clouds, a couple showers, and a thunderstorm. And we'll only drop to 70. 
Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. Warm and sticky day with a shower and thunderstorm in the area. We'll reach 85 for a high. Many cloudy, a sticky 68 for the low tomorrow night. And then Independence Day will be very warm and humid. We'll have a mix of clouds and sun with a shower and thunderstorm around mainly in the afternoon and evening. I will be 87. With your Rocky Weather Forecast, I'm Frank Strait. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Remember Nicholas Sandman, the kid from Covington High School in Kentucky. He was trashed for several days by lots of media outlets. That was back in January. Called a racist um, and uh, one of those bad, privileged white kids. Uh, when there was an incident with a Native American who got in his face and pounded a drum down in Washington, well, Sandman is suing the Washington Post for $250 million. Also CNN for the same amount. And yesterday in Kentucky, a judge turned down the Post's request to dismiss the case. So now what? That's a good question for a frequent guest. That would be Hans von Spakovsky, senior legal analyst at the Heritage Foundation, and he joins us now. Hans, thanks for being here. Sure, thanks for having me back. So, uh, the Washington... Well, first of all, uh, let me... I was going to... I had some questions prepared, and uh, then I thought about it. I'm just going to... I'm going to put you on the spot right out of the shoot here <laughs> and just say, before we get into the details here, um, would you advise any of these uh, uh, victim uh, uh, targets of the lawsuit to um, settle? Based oh, on what I you know. they... Uh, I think if they could come up with a uh, decent amount that the plaintiffs would be willing to accept, uh, uh, the the student here, Nicholas Sandman, yeah. uh, who who was sued, uh, yeah, I, I think I would because it it may cost them a lot of money and a lot of bad publicity to to litigate this case. Okay, so let, the the Washington Post filed a motion to dismiss the suit yesterday. Right. Uh, the judge right. didn't dismiss it, and he didn't rule on it. And I guess something, uh, some kind of a ruling expected in three or four weeks is that. Do you think a win for the kid that it wasn't immediately dismissed? Well, no, because uh, the judge is going to have to review the case. Plus, you know, they filed a motion to dismiss. Um, uh, Sandman's lawyers get a chance to respond to that and tell the judge why uh, he should not dismiss the case. The the key thing here for this case is going to be. If if the plaintiffs uh, survive the motion to dismiss, if if the judge says nope, I'm not dismissing this. This case is going to trial. Well, then there'll be a lot more incentive uh, for the Washington Post to actually settle the case. Do you think? Uh, I mean, I know you would not have any way of knowing this for sure, but do you think that the uh, the Post attorneys went in there yesterday with any kind of optimism that 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 they might get it dismissed? Um, I think it's an uphill battle for them because um, I think, that, you know, motions to dismiss are basically where you come in and say, look, no matter what the facts are, they don't have a legal case under the law. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case here. You know, here there's dispute about the facts. You know, what exactly did the Washington Post say is what they said defamatory. So I, I actually would expect the Washington Post to lose this motion to dismiss because I think the the judge would say no there are uh, there's a dispute about the facts of what happened and that can only be um, proven at trial and is this going to be a uh, if it goes to trial a jury trial uh, no I think they uh, they're in federal court and uh, I think they want the the judge to decide this but actually you know that's a good question I don't know I just if thought they of it now. a jury I, trial yeah, I was assuming it was a judge but then I. I haven't seen anything that said it uh, otherwise. Um, so the, the Post claims that they didn't defame Sandman. That's the kid. Uh, right. They say that they exonerated him on page one. Does that sound like something the judge is going to buy? Uh, he has to look at exactly what they said bef- before they did that, and then what did they say on page one afterwards. And, uh, again, that, that's a judgment call. You know, the, the plaintiffs in this case say, no, that uh, the Washington Post um, printed stories that they knew to be untrue, that they acted recklessly, that they, they were printing stories before they'd actually done a complete and full investigation, and for that reason, they're, they're guilty of defamation. I mean, the one thing to keep in mind with this is, 
look, they've, the lawyers here have filed suits against both the Washington Post and CNN. And I don't know if you realize this, John, but the, the one of the lawyers involved in this case, uh, I think they hired him because he's the same lawyer who in the 1990s successfully sued and got settlements out of media companies when he was representing Richard Jewell. Remember, Richard Jewell oh, was yeah, the yeah. security mm-hmm. guard who was falsely accused by the press of, of having set off the bomb that went off in Olympic right. Park in Atlanta during the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he got uh, settlements out of both CNN and NBC uh, when he filed that lawsuit. Is that Lynn Wood? Yes, yeah. that's the yeah. guy. Yeah, so um, now Sandman's lawyer said that the paper alleged this is this is uh, something is a lot is turning on this apparently from the story that I read. It said that the the paper alleged that Sandman assaulted the Native American with the the guy that the drum uh, uh, his his name is um, Nathan. Uh, I have it here somewhere. Um, Phillips, Nathan, Nathan Phillips. Nathan Phillips. Yeah. yeah, he says that Sandman assaulted uh, Phillips, who was who had the drum in his face, and Phillips, uh, according to the lawyer for the Post, said that they only reported that Sandman blocked Phillips, and this is a big deal because they're claiming that the Post basically alleged that the, they say that the gist of the reporting that the Post did alleges assault. And the Native American guy, Nathan Phillips, he's saying that that what, what he said in the story, he was quoted in the story as saying that Sandman wouldn't let him out of there. Once he got in, in the crowd, Sandman blocked him from retreating. Of course, no, nothing on video backs him up on that. No, that's right. And, and they're saying uh, also that... Um, the post in its stories was falsely accusing Sandman of instigating mm-hmm. what had happened and conveyed the idea that he he'd acted uh, he'd acted in a racist manner by swarming that's the word he's swarming Phillips mm-hmm. and blocking his exit away from the students. That's a factual assertion, and if somebody gets facts wrong. Um, you can sue them for defamation. You can't sue somebody for defamation if they're just giving an opinion. But the essence of this lawsuit against the Post and against CNN by Sandman and his lawyers is that they got the facts wrong and they should have known they were getting them wrong because they didn't do uh, an investigation. They didn't even review the full video that was what that, that was there before they started printing these stories. Um, how much experience would the would the people? I'm not. I'm sure the attorneys have plenty of experience, but uh, I think a lot of people were surprised when Lynn Wood came forward and said that he was going to sue for the amount of money that he was suing for. I mean, it's, there's there's up to I think it's over a billion dollars that he's suing for multiple multiple uh, outlets. Do you think that this yeah, is, this kind of is a shock to the post? Yeah, probably it did, uh, and I'm sure their liability company is not very happy <laughs> yeah. about this. Uh, but look, you and I both know that plaintiffs' attorneys um, often claim a heck of a lot more money than they're willing to settle mm-hmm. for, right. and uh, cl- making a claim that big certainly got a lot of attention for the cases. But I have no doubt they'd be willing to settle for a much smaller amount. So this kid, uh, would you like this? Do you like this kid's prospect of getting out of here with? A- Multiple millions of dollars when this is over. I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for you, him. I hope he does. He's got one advantage that other people don't have, and that is, you, you, as you know, back in the 1960s, the New York Times, the, the, in a case called New York Times versus Sullivan, unfortunately, the Supreme Court issued two standards, created two standards for defamation cases. If you're a private citizen, you can sue for defamation, and you'll win. All you have to prove is that. Uh, a newspaper printed facts about you that were false and, and put you in a bad light. If you're a public figure, like a politician or an actor or somebody like that, somebody who's in the news, um, you have to prove that the newspaper not only knew, uh, not only pr- uh, uh, printed false facts about you, but knew they were false when they printed them. The one advantage Sandman's got is he's not a public figure. And the Post can't uh, can't really credibly claim that he was a public figure just because he got into the news. So that makes his case easier. But uh, look, the Washington Post, CNN, these media sources, 
They have a lot of money, and they have very good lawyers, and so it is an uphill battle for him uh, to win against them. Yeah, and the, and the judge uh, uh, apparently he he, uh, he said that the amount, or I, I guess the story I read, he said because he is suing for two hundred and fifty million, that the amount is going to affect the judge's approach to the case. If I mean, if he had been suing for a million dollars, would it be? Um, a little bit easier to decide for the judge, or is it, does that number just make it make it more make it tougher for the judge to award that kind of money to anybody? Well, it, it does, and I wouldn't I wouldn't expect the judge to actually take into account the the huge amounts they're asking for because his job, if he thinks that um, uh, libel occurred, uh, his job is to come up with an amount that is correctly compensates for the damage to Sandman's reputation. Yeah, and, and his future prospects for everything from from getting accepted at a nice college to employment when he gets out. Yeah, um, they, they said they have to prove the the, um, the post reporting that they could lead to a reasonable uh, said, this is what the um, Sandman's attorney said, that uh, the post reporting could lead a reasonable reader to believe the kid is worthy of contempt and then they have to figure out, uh, and then somebody's got to come up with what that contempt would be worth if it's true that he was made right. worthy of contempt, right? Yeah, but they, they that's compensatory damages. They're also asking for punitive damages uh-huh. because they're saying that uh, the, the Post um, published this with actual malice because they failed to verify them uh, before they published them. So they're also asking for punitive damages. And the judge made a point about the complexity of the case. Uh, he said there's great public interest. What would you make of that? Oh, I think he's right about that. Remember, this this for for 48 hours, this consumed um, the media oh, yeah. uh, in a way we haven't seen before. Although, remember, um, we've had we've had a defamation case just recently that also got a lot of attention. Remember. Uh, Rolling Stone mm-hmm. got sued by uh, a, a dean at the University of Virginia by the Phi Kappa Psi fraternity after they falsely made uh, reported a story about a supposed rape that it turned out never happened and that the university and the fraternity knew about it and tried to cover it up. And, you know, Rolling Stone ended up agreeing to settle that case for uh, $1.65 million. Yep. Uh, and uh, we just had the Oberlin case, which isn't. I think a lot of people were surprised at the, yeah. the amount of money that uh, the um, the bakery got in that case. Yes, there was Oberlin College also falsely stating that a local bakery uh, had, engo- had had engaged in racist behavior because they went after a, a shoplifting student who then when assaulted right. the person who came after him. <laughs> Yes, yeah, the grandson of the of the owner, and it was very clear immediately. It had nothing to do with racism at all. In fact, uh, the the African American student, his two friends, admitted that they had they were shoplifting, and yet the university still sp- uh, spread this story that these people were racist. That's why they had gone after uh, this black student. All of which was just totally false, and the university knew it. And um, the post says that Kentucky law requires Sandman to detail how he suffered financial loss. How do you detail $250 million? Well, that's why I think they've asked for too much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think they can detail the, the damage to this kid's reputation in today's academic world. Uh, he may have a tough time getting into some of the elite uh, colleges and universities, which, as you know, are very politically correct. Uh, and that can af- affect his future income for the rest of his career and uh finishing up here uh hans lynn wood he's the i guess he was the the lead attorney he says the case has significance for media reporting on private minor subjects you kind of touched on that uh a little bit earlier but that that he's he's saying that this could be a major case oh i think it it, it has look just just recently uh, in another case, you know, uh, Justice Clarence Thomas wrote a dissent about how he thought that the rules that the Supreme Court had created about defamation cases were not actually in accord with what the law ought to be. 
and here we have another case of of media organs who may who may get hit because of the uh, false stories they printed about a a minor someone who was not an adult and they if they don't get away with this if they actually paying start uh, end up having to pay a substantial amount of money um, that could improve the way they do their reporting and prevent them from jumping to conclusions uh, especially for someone they apparently identified as a a pro Trump kid because of a MAGA hat that he was wearing. And we're finishing up here with Hans von Spakovsky. He's a senior legal analyst at the Heritage Foundation. Hans, I can't let you go without asking you uh, what to expect from the Mueller um, appearance. Uh, I think Democrats are expecting they're going to get some huge, great surprise they can use against the president. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I mean, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But remember, Mueller in his press conference said, I'm going to stick to the four pages of the Mueller report. It says everything I have to say about this, and I don't think he's going to go outside of what we already know. And Lindsey Graham says it's going to blow up in, his, in the Democrats' face. Uh, I think that's a real possibility, yes. <laughs> All right. We'll we'll be watching. Always good to have you on, Hans. You cleared it up for us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, we'll be right back. We've been telling you about something called Miracles and Moon for a few weeks here, and uh, the president and CEO, Mike Magolik, joins us. Thanks for having us, John. We appreciate all the support. Mike, your son has a genetic disorder that makes him someone who will appreciate this field, right? Yeah, that's correct. Our youngest son, Luke, has a rare genetic disease called 5P-. About 30 to 35 kids a year in the U.S. are born with it. Wow, that's all. Um, Yeah, so the main reason that we're building this field with the help of the community is that we want everyone to have a team, everyone to use a restroom with the dignity that they deserve, mm-hmm. and have families to have a safe place to play. You're not getting any federal taxpayer money here, right? So this is all donations that's going to get this thing done? Yeah, that's correct. Everyone talks about how great Pittsburgh is, and our board can definitely feel that because the money that we've raised, close to $2 million, has been from individuals, companies, and foundations. And if you'd like to see how you can help, please go to the website. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org. Miraclesinmoon.org. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have five to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724 884 You watch what you eat. You're hitting the gym. You're doing your best to live a healthy life. But did you know that a bad night's sleep and a bad mattress can have a big impact on your health? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, our hand-built mattresses made of the highest quality materials provide the comfort and support needed to provide healthy sleep for years to come. To learn more about how the right mattress can help you achieve healthy sleep habits, visit OriginalMattress.com or stop by an Original Mattress Factory store near you. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the Original Mattress Factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an Original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour. A tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more. 
more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. Get more details about the trip or sign up now to join Mike Gallagher and Dennis Prager on the Stand with Israel tour by going to theanswerpgh.com slash Israel. That's theanswerpgh.com slash Israel. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. So a few months ago, the Democrats uh, unanimously uh, passed a, uh, a uh, proposition or a bill that's uh, they all sponsored uh, unanimously uh, called the Equality Act. And what it will do, among other things, is allow uh, men to compete against women in sports. So I've been trying for a long time to uh, get our couple of local congressmen to comment on that, uh, both of whom voted for it. So here's an email that our producer Aaron uh, sent to uh, the media guy, Matt Dinkle, for Mike Doyle, congressman. Uh, reaching out again to see if Congressman Mike Doyle can give us a statement regarding the Equality Act and subsequent trans-athlete female sports issue that was created. John was going to talk about it on air today. would like to know more specifically if Mr. Doyle, by voting yes to pass the Equality Act, has a statement explicitly addressing trans-female athletes competing against biological females. Since our primary listening audience is in Mr. Doyle's district, we feel it is our duty to inform listeners of our local representatives' voting decisions and a statement on why they voted that way as it impacts them directly. Or if Mr. Doyle is available, our offer still stands. We would love to hear from him directly, either live on air via phone or by doing a pre-record. We also sent a, uh, an email to Connor Lamb and got no response. But this is the response from Matt Dinkle, the uh, media guy for Mike Doyle. Hi, Aaron. Period. No, comma. He has no statement about that. That's it. So I sent Matt an email. Uh, I, I forwarded it to him. Uh, it was one word. Gutsy. Period. Thanks, Matt. What's wrong with these guys? Just a, uh, just they, 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 they vote for something like this could affect thousands of their constituents, and they can't answer for it? Give me a break. See you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.